Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips, and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the special edition show of Into the Night with Sean Kelly. Um, Tara is uh, busy being right now, but hopefully she'll be coming back on pretty soon. Uh, so how was everybody's week? Um, well, since Tuesday, mine's been pretty good. I I, I tell you what, I got a, a very, very awesome show tonight. Um, I got two people who are dear friends of mine. And I have um, had a lot of correspondence with them. And, and they're just beautiful people. Um, and it, it, it's going to be a very enjoyable show. You know, I'm really looking forward to hearing their stories um, and finding out a little bit more about them and what they do and, and all that kind of good stuff. So for the next two hours, you know, it, it's going to be great. I mean, it's going to be a good show, just like all my shows are. I mean, yeah. Hi, Amanda Winray. Good to see you. Um, so I have a couple announcements I want to make before I uh, get into this. Um, <clears throat> October 28th, I'm going to be at the Carnegie Library in Homestead, Pennsylvania. Uh, my friend, um, oh, he's my friend, <laughs> Drake Bowman. He runs the uh, Oakmont Paranormal Society, and he does this every year where he does a thing for the library, and he brings people in and do little mini investigations for the public, and which is pretty cool. And what else is pretty cool about it, too, is that um, he brings in a lot of other groups to help him out. So it, it, it's going, it, they're very, 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 very good nights. Um, October 29th, I'll be at the Penn Brewery over on the north side from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'm going to be doing a little presentation. Um, so if you're in the north side Sunday night between 8 and 10, head on over to the Penn Brewery and, um, you know, you can join in on the fun. Now, the reason why I'm having my show tonight, okay, this is for, it's special because I got special guests, you know, but I, um, also, 
Halloween night, which is on a Tuesday, okay, uh, UPRN Talk Radio, all, all the hosts on UPRN are having the Halloween party on Tuesday night. So this is kind of like filling in for my show for Halloween. So I hope everyone had the last four days. Um, so I, I'm going to read, you know, some of their bios for you. Um, so you can get a little bit of thing. Uh, Virginia, my first guest is Virginia Lanigan. Um, and she has experienced precognition, premonition dreams that came true. A couple to mention was one of her daughter's pregnancy and another about a woman's dog dying came true. In 2019, I experienced what's called the dark night of the soul in which I called out to God and asked God for something to do because my life felt like I lost my purpose. And I came across a tarot deck of cards. I got into doing that for a short time and discovered I don't need them, that I could sit in a chair and meditate on a person and get so much more than the cards could ever tell me. I've worked on missing persons cases. One, the teenager was located. The other was a sad outcome of seeing everything to angels, a demon-possessed woman, murders, suicides, etc. All associated with doing readings for people. Most recently, working alongside my dear friend, Johnny Freeman, whom I've known since I started doing readings in 2019, and we and and they do do live readings together and they do help a lot of people with their problems and tell them what spirit needs to validate for them that's for virginia oh hey aldridge what's up good to see you is that Aldridge? no that's air dalgo okay well welcome and Johnny Freeman's bio is, uh, my name is Johnny Freeman, and I am a psychic medium. I was a skeptic until I did my first murder case. With communication with law enforcement, we were able to recover the body. Murder cases and missing people cases were worked with great success. People from all over Europe assisted me to hone my skills. We worked on only murders and missing person cases, but also readings of individuals. Virginia and I met approximately five and a half years ago during a reading I did for her, and we became friends. We started working together about a year ago. We opened a room on Facebook and to do live readings there. And trust me, he's good. He's good at doing readings, and so is Virginia. One of my good friends, uh, I don't know if I pronounce her name, Sybil, I'll call her Sybil, from Hermitage, play, Hermitage PA, and I clear houses of bad energy and spirits. We were both mentioned in the book, The Devil's Dozen by Ed Kellerman of SWPA. And that is their uh, bios. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Virginia. Hello, and thank you for having me here. Hi, Sean. Hi, and Johnny Freeman. Hello. How are you? Great. Couldn't be better. Thank you, too, for coming on. I'm really excited about this, you know. And, I'm excited, uh, too. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad. Hi, Johnny. Hello. Hello. Hi, Sean. Hi, hey, Johnny. How are you? Um, and, uh, like, again, I want to thank you, too, for coming on. There has been a couple, time, couple times I have gone into your rooms. 
and I see how you and Johnny work together, you know, helping people out with what's going on in their life and, and, you know, picking up on things that people really can't see for themselves. Uh, Amanda Lynn Ray says, hello, Virginia. And hello, Johnny. Um, hello, hello, Amanda. Amanda. And, Great uh, to see you here. So what I want to start off with Virginia, because it's ladies before gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, that's fine. Okay. Why don't you tell, you know, the world and people out there who are listening to our show, can you give us a little background about yourself? Hey, Brandon. Okay, <laughs> so um, as you mentioned in my bio, um, I, I um, yes, I... I had what's called the dark night of the soul. I was uh, going through a very uh, bad, dark depression. And um, I called out to God. I, I was lying in bed, called out to God, said, God, you need to do something really big here in my life because I was really down, uh, down in the dumps. And, um, you know, it, it was a dark night of the soul. And um, I prayed. I prayed really hard and I cried. And um, the next day I stumbled across these tarot cards and um, it, it was really crazy because I really felt like I was led by God and led by spirit to do readings. I started out, you know, finding these cards and I, I laid them out and I did a, uh, a spontaneous reading on myself. And um, I started working with tarot cards really in the very beginning and um, had an interest in that in numerology. And then I realized that I could meditate on people and I was able to get so much more by meditating on people. And, um, you know, I started really connecting to spirit. And uh, one of the very first readings that I did on somebody, um, I saw a murder. I saw somebody being murdered and it was like watching a movie reel. It was really crazy because I was seeing a man being strangled and uh, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. I was hearing the person's name. I got the year that they died. And I, um, you know, and, and saw uh, and knew details about it. I knew that the family was not going to know how this person passed away. And sure enough, that was accurate and that was true. And um, the name was very, very close. It wasn't completely clear, but it, it was close enough um, where I heard uh, it was an uncle. Uh, Banky is the name, but I heard Hank. So I was really close on the name, but everything else, you know, sometimes when, when you're picking up on spirit and you're doing a reading, you could be slightly off about something. But if you get nine things out of 10 things right, you know that you're on point. You know, no one's ever 100 percent when doing a reading, but I've always been pretty on point, you know. And uh, so that's how I knew that I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really onto something here. And um, ever since then, I've been doing readings and I really enjoy connecting to spirit and I enjoy working with people. Um, I love to validate for people what it is that they need to hear with what their soul already knows. Um, so a lot of times people already they already know something deep down inside and they just need somebody else to validate it for them that what they're feeling and, um, you know, what they need to know is uh, is true. So. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Johnny, share about yourself. Okay. Uh, I was a very big skeptic of all, all this stuff. And I ended up 
having some visions while I was talking to a lady online. And I ended up, I was seeing this stuff that was coming to me. And it ended up being a girl that was abducted, a woman. And uh, she was murdered. And they couldn't find her body. And uh, this went on. And <clears throat> anyway, I got in touch with the authorities through this woman, actually. And they found her body where I said it was. She was laying exactly the way I said. I was able to give the initials of the people that were involved with the murder. And they, they're in jail. They were prosecuted. Uh, it scared the crap out of me. I'll be honest with you. There's no, no lie about it because I, I, was, I didn't believe in any of this stuff. And then I was picked up from a friend from the UK that does, that's been doing this her whole life. And she got me involved in a group that have helped me so much with uh, clear, clearing what I was seeing, clear, clarifying it. And we went from there. Uh, they're great people. That's a close group, actually. Uh, next thing I know, I'm on Facebook one morning. Guy from Ohio knows a friend of mine from Ohio. Another murder case. I started doing these murder cases, and I and it took four days for them to find the, the young the young guy that died there. He was a teenager, but uh, everything where I told them it was going to be, and they were like they couldn't believe it. But you know, when you go and you start seeing this stuff and you report it to police, police aren't as willing to listen to us as it seems. You know, you think they would listen because it'd be a way to clear a case or whatever, or maybe get a suspect or whatever. Really, they don't want to work with us a lot of times. A lot of them, some of them do, but most of them don't because I guess there's been so much scamming and all this time and stuff. You know, who believes who? But uh, I also did a lot of uh, missing person cases with a lot of success. Uh, I started out doing the readings of, for individuals and this group that I'm in, they sent me like a hundred readings a week to start me out, which is, is unheard of. And I sat there and I did every one of them and I was hitting and they couldn't believe it. And then they taught me how to do things a little bit easier. Okay. A little bit so I could see clear without having to uh, meditate as much or whatever. Uh, which brings me to meet Virginia and I did a reading for her and I started helping her that day. We became friends and I started helping her that day. She's telling me, oh, I have trouble meditating. I said, I don't meditate, actually. Uh, but this is the way most women can do it. And I explained to her what most women do to meditate. And we became friends over the years, very close friends. And the whole time, though, I was telling her, well, you can't do this. You gotta, you can't judge people. You can't do this. can't do that. What I, what I was taught by people that have done this their whole life. And she, she listened to me. And one day I said, would you have listened to me if I'd have told you this is what you have to know? She said, no, I wouldn't listen at all. But I just installed that in her head. And then it came to the time where we're sitting there. And she says, I think we ought to do readings together. Okay, I never thought about it. I never had a room on Facebook. I didn't want a room on Facebook because I've been into so many psychic rooms. And I see what kind of a mess goes on in there. And I didn't want anything to do with it. But she says to me, she says, well, how, how are you telling me that you can do these readings? all these different readings you're doing. And I, I, you don't have a room. You don't do this. You don't do that. I said, I don't, I'm, I'm me. I'm just me is what I told her. So she brought a, a case to work with me. 
And uh, she worked on it for a while with this gentleman. And she brought it to me. And uh, I sent her back like a report of what I saw. And uh, I kind of blew her out of the water. She said, we're working together. She said, we got to work together. She said, because I can't believe what you sent me. She said, everything was dead on and then plus more. And I had to stop because what happened was a, a, a guy overdosed. Well, he was given a hot shot, as they call it. And he's dead. He got murdered, more or less. But the guy's brother was the one that wanted the reading, and he wanted to go against, uh, get all the information. Because he wanted revenge, and I wouldn't give him the, the, you know, I stopped before it was over. I said, no, we can't do this. <laughs> because that guy had a young child, plus the other people. You know, somebody's going to get hurt. We don't want to be involved in that. We have to stop. You know, we have to use our judgment a lot of times on where we have to stop reading. And right. and we, we, we knew what we, I knew we had to stop and she understood that whenever I explained it to her what was going to happen. And then we started working together. So we opened a room. Well, she had one room and I had, a, we opened a room. She opened a room for me. And uh, we started doing lives. We started doing lives, not in a room first with people just practicing to see how our energies are going to work. I'm not saying we're the best psychics in the world, but I will say right now on the internet, two psychics working together, together, you won't find much better than us on the internet. Mm -hmm. Okay, or that's like. true. Uh, uh, before before you go on, Tone uh, uh, Johnny, I have to acknowledge people in the chat room here. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, hi, Missy Farmer. Uh, hey, my brother Tony from Texas. What's up, Al? Uh, Missy, my uh, daughter. <laughs> Uh, Cindy Mitch, hello. How are you? Good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, who else we got in here? Um, Debbie Freeman. Uh, hi, Debbie. Mm -hmm. Good to see you. <laughs> Ivy Lyons, glad to meet you. Thank you for all coming in. Uh, see, oh, here we go. What else is going on? Cindy Mitch. Uh, and of course, Amanda Winry. Well, we said hello to her earlier. So. That's okay. She, she's allowed to have two teams. And then if y'all see uh, Patrick Kelly there, that's my brother. And I guess my mom is watching the show tonight. She says I'm looking good. So that's a good, that's a good thing. That's a good Sweet. Thing. But um, I'm sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. So before I even opened the room, we started working together. And I said to her, I said, my journey with the universe is to help. Uh, the, the money issues, I would love to make money with being a psychic, and I do make a little bit. But my, my journey is to help people, and she said, that's my journey, too. Mm -hmm. So that's why we work mm -hmm. so good together. Mm -hmm. And we opened this room, and, and Sean, you've been there. Yep. You even told me, you don't, you don't have a group, you don't have a room, you have a community there. Because everybody in that, that I have a private closed room, everybody helps each other. They uplift each other you know they they really work hard well if they'll ask us questions we answer them and everybody is it just backs everybody so nice in there if you couldn't ask for more for what i want okay <clears throat> uh we are pretty good and when we do readings together private readings it's like amazing people don't understand it what virginia gets and what i get we get it through different ways but it's all spirit we only tell what spirit says, 
you know, we, what we see and feel clear, what spirit tells us is what we'll say. Anything else is not going to be said because that's just a story. That's what I've always said. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Now, okay. when you guys do readings, when the both of y'all do yes, readings, do you have, do you do any type of protection? Do you have any spirit guides that you work with or somebody? Uh, not, I hate saying the word ritual, but do you do something before you guys go do your readings? I'll let Virginia answer that. Johnny runs and guns. <laughs> he runs okay, and guns. Yeah, me, well, he's just him, right? He's just me. I, I can't take his line. But I do have a ritual. I, I do. I like to pray before I do a reading. So I will sometimes light a candle, but I always say a prayer. And uh, I'll pray for a few minutes before I come on and do a reading. Or before we do live readings, I'll, I'll sit and I'll pray. Um, I like to do that. So, yeah, I do have a little bit of a ritual. You know, I'll pray to my God. I say God angel, my spirit guides. And I even say Jesus. I mentioned Jesus in there, too. The Ascended Masters Jesus. That's my prayer before I go on. And uh, mm -hmm. I always say, tell me what they need to know. What they need to know. <laughs> I always say that, you know. I, I, I do know that. now. Now, Johnny, what about you? Uh, you just go for it and just go out there. I, you know, I also do presentations at like Bigfoot events and stuff yeah, like that. We'll get to that later on. Good. Okay, but I mean, it's the same as there. Mm -hmm. I don't think about what I'm going to say until I am there. When I get called on stage there or like whenever we turn on the cameras, I run and gun like she says. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I don't have to meditate. I sleep two to three, maybe four hours a day if I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. So I'm online constantly working on readings and stuff, you know, that or whatever, but I uh, talking to people, but I don't, I don't meditate like the usual person. I can go into my bedroom, lay down for 15 minutes and get up and, and I'm ready to go again. You know, I go on marathon readings. You need to study your brain because I, I, I really, Sean, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it because okay. I couldn't go on two hours of sleep. He seriously, he sleeps two hours and, you know, I'm just amazed how he blasts out readings. He just blasts them out. Mm -hmm. Is know? there anybody, yeah. though, Johnny, Basically. that you have as, you know, like a guardian angel or some kind of guide that protects you while you're doing readings for people? Because I know for a fact when I do a lot of readings and I'm up and I'm not sleeping, you know, I find myself being very vulnerable, right? So... I know that I have my guides with me just to, you know, so nothing can slip in. To, to be honest with you, Sean, I don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. I'm not being egotistical. The, I'm not worried about more, anything dark. I'm not worried about anything dark because that's what I do on the side. I clear houses. That's dark. Mm -hmm. So if something does come and it has happened actually in readings where I did readings for people that had attachments and stuff and they showed up here the one example was the one night after i did a reading that it was a guy from louisiana actually uh he had an attachment i got rid of it for him and my wife came home from work i set her plate down to eat she said don i set her plate down to eat. i set my plate down to eat. we were of steak and baked potatoes and she said did you see that and there was a black cloud that went right across our table Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. And I, I said, she said, what are you going to do? And I reached over and lit a sage candle. 
let's eat. <laughs> I mean, I'm not worried about it, you know, mm-hmm. because I got rid of it the next morning. Whenever I usually clear something dark or, you know, help something with dark matter or mm-hmm. some attachment tries, I will get rid of it. And everybody says, where do you send it? I said, I really can't answer that right now, but they're not here and they aren't with them anymore. Okay. Uh-oh. That's all that matters. Beverly Hall LaGorda says hello, everybody. Oh, hi, Bev. She's a good friend. She's another psychic. Hello? She's actually another psychic. Okay. Okay. Hello, Missy. Um, Hello, Debbie. Yeah. Yeah. Beverly says hi, guys. See what up? Let me ask you, Johnny, uh, Virginia, can you see that when I pop that up? Pop what up? Okay. Hi, guys. I see that. You see it? Do you see that, Johnny? I can see it, yeah. I don't see anything. Okay. Look look to your top left of the screen. Well, underneath Sean. That's where you'll be looking. Underneath Sean. I see Beverly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I see it now. Instead of stopping you guys, I can just hit that. Okay. It will show you what's going on. Yeah, this is hard when you can't see whenever somebody's in a comment. Right. From what we're Very used cool. to. Exactly. You know, so thank you, Sean. I'll keep you updated. I'll be doing both here at the same time, which Bye. is okay. I'm used to it. Um, so when you had that dark time, Virginia, um, did it inspire you to start doing readings? Do you think maybe God had a little push for you? Because you know, some people are going to say out there that um, if Christians, you know, someone who are Bible thumpers, you know, nothing against you guys. I just cannot come up with a word that I want to, you know, express about your religion. But so they're going to say, well, how can you ask God for help and then come back on the tarot? You know, do you think there was a little push for the tarot? Um, all I could say is that, um, you know, I, I was meant to find those cards. I I was meant to find them. And I knew when I found them that, um, that that was a part of my journey. It felt like it was part of it. I knew that I was going, going down a path of this is what I was supposed to do. I just knew it when I found those cards and, uh, I laid them out and it, showed me exactly what was going on in my life. I interpreted the cards like immediately and I didn't know how to read tarot. I didn't know how to read them, but I laid them out and I was able to interpret them. And, um, you know, that was just part of my journey. But um, I was once a born again Christian. I, I was like a holy roller. Talk about born again Christians. I, I was a, a holy roller. I went to church for um, like six years. I was like a really... Um, really devout Christian and I have nothing against Christians and um, you know I have a lot of respect for people who are religious if that's what they want to do if that's what they're called to do um, you know I'd say uh, whatever brings you closest to God or closest to uh, Johnny well, Johnny's not religious he's spiritual but uh, I'm I'm somewhat you know I'd, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm religious I'm spiritual but I do believe in God and you know okay. I how I see it is that we could, some people call it God, some people call it Buddha, 
Johnny says the universe. It's just a label. Really, it's just a label. But I do right. believe it's all the same thing. It's all the same energy, the source. We could call it the source, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, well, that's how yeah. I am. Okay, I'm mm -hmm. very spiritual, but I do know I have a God. You know what I mean? Now, this is to you and Johnny, this question here. I know back uh, in 1983, I was taking a drug called Anabuse. And what that does is it weans you off alcohol, right? So if you drink alcohol with it or do any type of alcohol, you can die, okay? So I had the system in my year for a year, okay? And I got depressed one day and I drank a whole fifth of Jack Daniels, right? And I died. And then when I, I wasn't, I don't know how long I was dead for, but when I came back, okay, when I came back, I started to see things, hear things, and feel things that were not there, okay? And that was like my journey. My question to you is, um, and this has been told to me that usually um, something tragic happens to a person to where the old spirit goes out and a new one pops in. And when the new pop, you don't have to die, but it could be a very traumatic experience. Did anything happen like that happen to either one of you? I don't, that, you don't have to get personal. I mean, I'm just saying, did something really tragic happen to the both of y'all that kind of made your gift go more? I've definitely experienced uh, some things in my life. I've I've gone through some dark dark times. I I had a boyfriend uh, who you know took his own life, and I was only twenty one years old. So I went through something really traumatic when I was twenty one. Um, I feel like everything in my life has led me to where I am right now, and mm -hmm. um, the experiences that I've gone through, and and talking about the dark ones. Uh, nothing has gone in vain. If anything, all of those things have helped me become who I am. It's helped me become more spiritual, connected to spirit. And um, nothing has gone in vain. I, I use every single bit of it to help other people. You know, uh, that, mm -hmm. that is how I, I look at it. Um, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> things that uh, happen in people's lives, they could turn around and use it and use it for good to help other people, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Johnny, how about you, brother? I can't say I had any one thing that caused me to start seeing. Okay, but I do want to correct you on one thing, Sean. You weren't dead because dead is permanent. You were near death. Okay? There's a difference. There's a difference to me. They told me I was dead. Okay, when you pass, you don't come back. You come back as a spirit. Okay. If you're near death, you can come back as a human. Okay. Spirit, okay. With your soul. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, that's my all belief. Right. Okay. Uh, I do believe that all of us, with all our different beliefs, also pray to the same God. I pr I choose to pray to the universe. I'm actually a minister too. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I do weddings, that's funerals, cool. baptisms, and everything. Oh. Uh, I help people that way too. Okay, but. As far as me seeing what brought me around, I turned on Facebook one day, and this girl from the UK says, I have to talk to you. I didn't know this girl. Next thing I knew, there was a video chat to me. 
because she saw that I came on. And she brought up about uh, things in my past that nobody knew. Mm. And she blew me out of the water. And so as I was talking to her every day about this and that, and she did a reading for my wife and stuff, and she had everything on my wife. And she's the one that actually helped train me whenever I started having, seeing things. I'll put it that way, seeing things and hearing things. I can honestly say, looking back, that I've probably been seeing things and hearing things my whole life, but didn't know how to tell what I was seeing or hearing. You know, when you hear people say, well, I've been doing this since I was 12, 13 years old, I believe in 100%. Because I look back now, and it wasn't because I did have a major stroke. Okay. And I was in very bad shape. And that happened after that, that I was able to see and stuff. And, but the thing is, I actually, when I look back, I was actually seeing whenever I was younger. It didn't happen. You know, I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I was seeing or feeling or knowing. And then it came to the place where, like I said, sometimes you have to slap somebody upside the head to get them to listen. And that's what happened. And that was from this girl, Sarah was her name that, that gave me my first ring, which I didn't even want. And it like snapped me into reality on the spiritual side. It really did. It changed my life. And then whenever I saw that murder case, uh, they helped me. This group helped me. And they're all pagan women, true pagan women. And they, they taught me how to see things clear. But as far as like these people say, a wreck, a heart attack, whatever they started seeing afterwards, near-death experience, I, I actually saw a long time before I even had my stroke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't say what caused me to start seeing, but it took me years later to start seeing clearly because of help from other people. And, and exactly same here, Johnny. I had people. And, and I, I also work with a lot of young ones and stuff because they're seeing and they're actually being put on all kind of crazy drugs because they're seeing this stuff and hearing stuff. They don't know what's going on. And so what do you do? You take them to the doctor. Oh, let's put them on. They have ADHD. They have this disease, that problem, that problem. And they're, they're pumping medicine into people that doesn't need it because all they have to do is have somebody help them, to, to guide them a little bit, and they'll be there to be able to – they'll know what they're seeing and feeling, put it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the hard part, being able to – manifestation is not easy like you would think. When my wife said, whenever I did that first reading, my wife came home. I was sitting there shaking where I usually do my readings on the back porch and I was in tears whenever she walked around the corner. She said, what's the matter? I said, you won't believe what happened. You know, and uh, they do, it doesn't get any easier when you do like murder cases and stuff. I like got her missing person cases, but I mean, the first one was so bad because you saw stuff you'd never thought you could ever see in your life, you know, mm-hmm. you, that you would want to see. You not only saw, like with me, whenever I do a case like that, I don't only see it, I feel it. If they kick a person, I feel that pain. Right. I don't so only see an, it, but I feel you're it. You're an empath, you know? right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So am I. Well, you know, with me, it Sean, was... I tell everybody, like in the room the other day, they started about angel numbers and stuff, okay? I said, to, and it was Amanda, a girl that's in the room tonight. I said, I do have a chart in my phone. I cannot tell you what that means. Virginia jumped right on it because she she memorizes that stuff. You know, she deals with that. I tell everybody, I am not going to say I'm this type of psychic, that type of psychic, or whatever. 
I don't go with all of the new terms that are on YouTube and the internet. Because, you know, it started out 20 years ago, Sean. Everybody was a soulmate that were in love. Now it's twin flames. Next week will be whatever somebody preaches on the internet to allow us. Yeah. I don't yeah. put terms on myself like that. Mm -hmm. I always say to somebody when they ask, I'm just me. Because mm -hmm. that covers anything. Okay. That's a good deal. And that's that's almost deal. what you got in the bio yesterday for me because I, I sent that to Virginia. <laughs> this is what I'm sending to Sean. And she laughed. Oh, yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. yeah. That's he what, wanted, if that's what you wanted me to say, that. you know, that's not a that's problem. More than that. You know, mm. but I mean, I, I, here's, I what, here's, what, here's, here's what I want to come okay. up with. Okay. All right. So. If you look back in the early 1920s, 1930s, okay, they had mental hospitals there, okay? Yes. They had lobotomies. They were doing all kinds of really disgusting things to human beings, okay? Oh, and, yeah. and during my investigations and during all, you know, for 17, 18 years, um, I come to realize that um, people that were put into the insane asylums or the mental hospitals back then they actually probably saw ghosts and there was actually nothing wrong with them do you know what i mean yeah. they just had that gift and so they were sent to um like uh, some mental hospital and they did a lobotomy and they just lived there you know what i mean so uh it kind of makes me upset that you know back then that they did this to people who really did not have a problem Oh, 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 Brandon. You know Brandon? Brandon Livingston? Brandon's saying some, sometimes he cannot hear me, so I need to speak up. Can you hear me now? Hello? <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? I'll speak louder. I'll speak louder. You know, Sean. I feel like I'm, feel like I'm speaking loud, but maybe I'm not speaking loud enough. But thank that's, you for, that's for what goes, letting me know. Mm -hmm. That's what goes on with these a lot of these teenagers. They can see and hear but they don't know what they're seeing and hearing. And the next thing you know, they have them on all kind of antidepressants, this, that, and everything. They're, and one doctor after another keeps dumping dr drugs on them. It's, yeah. it, it blows well, my mind that, you know, that science, we'll call it science, doesn't understand that a lot of this is spiritual that these kids are seeing and feeling. But they don't know how to interpret it. And they're not even giving them a chance. Well, we'll give them this to, to try today. Two weeks from now, we'll put them on another drug, but they never took them off the first drug and they never did anything to try to stop them or to help the person. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've dealt with a lot of teenagers that have this problem right now. I have a, I have a friend in Ohio that's 24 years old. He was considered crazy because he was seeing things and hearing things. And he was seeing things and hearing things, but they had him on all this medicine. Right. And they, they, they classified him as being legally crazy or whatever, you know, gave him a card that said he's nuts. And the only thing it was was that he's spiritual. He could see things and feel them. Right. There's that, no reason yeah. to take medicine for that. Nope. Help him see clearly. That's what we do. We try to reach out to people to help every person we can be in Virginia. Mm -hmm. You know? That's right. Now, see, I remember back in 91, uh, that's the year I got sober, um, at the time, Prozac was the biggest thing going on at that time. And um, a lot of pe a lot of doctors, I mean, were just passing out Prozac like it was candy, okay? Mm 
-hmm. Now, a year down the road, it took a person that just started taking Prozac. He had ended up taking four or five pills just to wean himself off of the Prozac and all the medicines that, you know, that he Mm -hmm. took. But, um, but no, you're right, Tony. Um, I, I, you know, a lot of people come up to me now. I got a good, for instance, for you. I have a friend. Um, her son was in a, uh, like a middle school of some sort, right? I forget what grade he was in. But he was telling everybody that he's seeing spirits. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, I'm going to say 10. I don't think he was 10. I don't know. But what happened was, you know, and the principal called his mom. His mom went there and, you know, they were going to actually like expel him from school because of all this stuff that he was saying. Mm -hmm. I know the kid. I know the family. He's very, 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 very spiritual. He can see things. Okay. And oh, my God, I was so mad. I was so mad. I wanted to go to the school sit that asshole down and say, hey, listen, you know, everyone is born with a gift, okay, and this kid can actually see spirits. You have no right to tell his mom or to tell him that there is something wrong with him. Yeah. I was so mad at that. And he's only 10 years old. Yeah, But people terrible. don't want to see it because it's, a, sci- it's a scientific thing. It, everything has to be science, and that's a yes. bunch of horseshit. I mean, that's we're taught in this country, whether anybody wants to believe it or not, that the Bible's everything. Okay. Yeah, they got to rewrite that book. That's all I got to say. Okay. We're taught that that's the number one thing in this country. Actually, what we all grew up with. Okay. Mm -hmm. One way or another, it was involved in our life. We're taught that spirits don't exist, ghosts don't exist, this doesn't exist, that doesn't exist. Meanwhile, there's people like me in Virginia, you, that can bring yeah. a spirit over to somebody to talk, to, to give a message. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other things that people have seen and witnessed, and there's many sightings of cryptids. Okay? You know, but they don't exist because science doesn't tell. We're not allowed to say that they exist because science hasn't said, yes, they exist. Mm-hmm. We're only, they teach us how to do what they want us to do so that they can control people. Okay. Uh, I have a theory about, you know, like with gods and stuff that all of us are actually praying to the same God that's going to the universe. Whether, and yeah. you know, like uh, my friend, Sabella, she's a witch, a very strong witch, a good friend. She prays to goddesses. And she, she, even after we sat and talked about it, she says, you know, I think you've got something right there. You know, everybody wants to go to this perfect place when we pass. Every religious belief, basically. And I won't judge other people for their beliefs, okay? And that's why my room's working out so good, because in my room, it doesn't make any difference what you believe in. You keep that out of the picture, because we're here together to help each other. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. And that's where the problem is in our society. It's no longer helping the neighbor, helping the person down the street. It's me and you. We're not talking to anybody else. We're doing it this way. Your right way is wrong. There's no right way or wrong way to believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. my feeling. Uh, 
The main thing, though, is you, we got to stop judging others. We got to exactly. stop judging others. Exactly. You know, I, I totally hardest, agree with that. Um, that's yeah. the hardest thing I had to learn, Sean, to do readings right. It's and not he, judging people. For me, not judging. Judging's one thing, but the biggest thing that I had to learn was being humble. Okay. The reason I, being well, is, I, I told you last night when you asked for that bio, that was the hardest thing that I had to do was right. write about myself oh. because, right. you know, I'm not, I, I, it felt like I was bragging and I wasn't. No, nah, you, you weren't bragging, dude. You were just telling it like it is. But yes. uh, I mean, when I was reading people and when I would go and bust ghosts and I would go on my uh, investigations and dealt with spirits and stuff like that, you know, at the beginning, I had major egos because I thought I was the best thing on the earth. And I come to find out that it burnt me and it kicked me in the butt. And so I learned that I had to be humble when yeah. I would do investigations, when I would do readings, when I would, you know, work with spirit. And, you know, and so um, humility was the big thing for me. But before we go yeah. on, it is 7.45 p.m., at exactly eight o'clock, we're going to take a two-minute break. Okay, uh, that will give people time to go to the bathroom, get something to drink, and then we'll come back. And what I'd like to start in the second hour, um, Virginia, do you mind if we talk about some cryptids like Bigfoot? I'm, I'm going to get some of Johnny's. Uh, sure, sure. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm gonna, because uh, I will be honest with you too. Ever since I started doing podcasts for the last five years mm -hmm. i never knew bigfoot existed before i started i didn't know about aliens before they started in you know until i started sure. doing this and so now i'm i'm like uh i'm, I'm real interested about the bigfoot and the aliens and the dog man and the wolf man and, and whatever we got going on out there um yeah but uh yeah so is there anybody out there in the chat room that would like to ask Johnny or Virginia a question. You know, you know, when the question comes up, then um, we're not doing readings tonight. Okay. We're not going to do readings. This is just like uh, get to know. Johnny That'll be the next show. The next show we'll do some <laughs> readings, but this show we are not doing no readings. Okay. Just, uh, Jean Reese says hello. Hi, Jean. Good to see you. Hi, Jean. Hello, Jean. How are you? Another very Jean, gifted person. Amanda Lynn Ray says amen to that, Johnny. So, um, so um, the very first tarot deck that you got, Virginia, um, what was it? Do you remember? Um the very first tarot deck that I got, um, I believe, was um, was a John Holland deck. It was a John Holland deck. Um, I don't use the cards anymore, so like I have not used cards in uh, in a long time. I use them for a very short period of time. Um, you know, I don't I don't use them anymore, so mm -hmm. yeah, I don't need them. <laughs> I realized that I didn't need them. Use them for uh, a short time, then realize, uh, you know, I just connect to spirit and, um, you know. Have you ever tried psychometry? 
Uh, I did for a short period of time. Um, you know, I probably could get back into that. That that to me seems a little more interesting because, you know, you're holding a, an object in your hand and you're picking off on the energy of it. I did do that a few times and I did pretty well with it, uh, but I didn't continue with it. I just, you know, focusing on people's energy when I do readings, mm -hmm. focusing on that. But I, um, I'm not opposed to using that as a tool for people. I think that's great, you know. And mm -hmm. um, I'd be open to trying that. You know, if somebody was sitting in front of me and they handed me uh, a watch, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't be opposed to holding on to it to see if I picked up on something because mm -hmm. I have done that before. And I was able to uh, pick up on the energy of the item that I was holding. So it did work. Gene mm -hmm. Reese says psychometry is so interesting. Yeah, it is, Gene. I I enjoy psychometry. I like to. And what's crazy for me, though, Virginia Johnny, is that I'll be outside, not even doing no readings, and I'll touch something, and I'll get like a, a jolt, like holy shit, you know. Whoever had wow. this last, there was like something going on with them. How about wow, you, Johnny? Cool. Um, my question to you, Johnny, would be okay, as you know that in the field of metaphysics, a lot of psychics they do use. Yeah. Right? pendulums they use um those damn things that cross um bowsing rods and <laughs> pendulums and stuff like that what is your thought or your opinion on that i i am actually learning how to use bouncing rods from sabella and then gene's going to do a show gene and sabella are going to do a show in my room okay mm -hmm. to explain them okay uh I'm learning how to use those for certain things. Mm -hmm. But they both use them for two different things. Okay. The pendulum and stuff like that, I do not use any of that. I'm not I'm not against anybody using them. But in the same token, I really haven't had to use anything like that. Mm -hmm. Because I see and feel clearly. Mm -hmm. You know, these other people, those are tools. Don't get me wrong, they're tools to help in a reading. But in my case, I choose not to use them for a reading because I, I don't need them. I'm not saying they couldn't help me. I'm just saying I don't use them. Okay. Okay. Gene uh, Reese has a question for all of us. He goes, when you all do it, the psychometry, I do believe, uh, how do you see? With me, Gene, it's just something that I get into my head. You know, it's like a picture, like a movie when, when I see when I pick something up, um, it's sometimes it's a black and white movie that I see or a color movie, you know, of what that object that I touched. How about you, Virginia? Okay, so I'll just uh, tell you uh, the one time I, I held a little wrench in my hand, and it's a woman who used to work for my son. She handed me an item. She didn't say who whose it was. She just handed me this little wrench that she had. And uh, I was telling her what I was seeing. What I was seeing was a uh, an airplane and, um, you know, a runway, an airplane, and like a conveyor belt. And I, I was just explaining to her what I was seeing. And she told me that the wrench was her husband who passed away and he worked at the airport. And he worked like in the baggage, in the luggage area at the airport. 
So that's what I was seeing. That's what I was picking up on the little wrench. So it mm -hmm. made sense to me. Okay, Jean, come back with another question. Do you, from the perspective of the person, when you see, do you get it from the perspective of the person that you're, that you, well, she just said it, Jean, I no. do believe, you know. Um, no, what, what, um, anytime I've done that psychometry, um, I was picking up on, I was just seeing images images of what that person seen so um i don't know if to say if it's uh their perspective it's just picking up on images of where they were where they were and what mm -hmm. they were seeing so okay. not exactly their perspective i i wouldn't say that but how about you johnny um, when i do readings Spirit comes to me in my left ear. I'm actually deaf in my left ear. Okay. I see things. I, at times, I see who it is. I can describe who it is talking. I know who it is. Okay. I just mm -hmm. did this last mm -hmm. night on a conference call. It ended up being a woman's dad. Uh, they'll yell so loud in my ear, it feels like my head's going to explode a lot of times. If they want to get something across really hard. Other times they come through to me a little bit softer with their message. Okay, it depends on what their message is and how it's going to come through, whether I'm holding something of theirs or I'm not. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really hard to say because, like, I do different things. I do different readings than a lot of people, okay, the way I do readings, the way it comes through. But I also know that the readings from what the people tell me are 95% not accurate. Okay. It's hard. It's hard to describe how this comes to you. Like with Virginia, she'll practice because we're always trying to make ourselves better. Me and her We're like doing our lives in our room. We're doing readings for people. And if she doesn't get like a couple of readings here and there, then she wants us to look at pictures and she starts reading pictures. Mm -hmm. Well, the pictures I send her, she reads and she's, very accurate. You know, she's in that 95 percentile. And with me, I see it in my head, just like if she sees that picture in front of her. So I don't have to hold on to things for people. Uh, right. You know, uh, spirit comes to me 24 hours a day. That's why I only sleep a few hours a day. That's why I have to sleep with a TV on loud to try to drown down what spirit's saying. So, uh, you know, I mean, to sit here and say, well, if I hold on to somebody's watch or if I do this or if I do that with tarot cards, see, I don't do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Spirit okay. just, I'm chosen for spirit to come to me and to, to say what I have to say. Okay. And that's why it works so good with me and Virginia working together on a reading. Like, Sean, if you came to get a reading off of us, you would get every corner of the picture would be covered because. Mm -hmm. If I miss something, Virginia has it. If Virginia misses something, I have it. Right. And right. we also do a lot of guidance work with people, too, to get them out of depression, to help them get out of depression. Yep. So we're not only yep. doing readings, we're doing guidance with people, too. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. You know, Good. I, I really can't say how I see things, except for 
whenever spirit wants me to tell you something, you're going to hear it because I'm going to, I'm going to search you down and find it, find you to tell you, but I won't okay. tell you a word, even not one word, even that spirit didn't say, because that's just a story. You can go down to the library and get a book out. If you want to read a story. <laughs> I love your attitude. You know? dude. I love your attitude. Well, that's, I, I'm the, the one that whenever I've been in some of these readings with people and they say, well, I'm gifted. I'll, I'll look at them, a lot of them, and I'll say, I'm sorry, you can't even read the side of a cereal box and you tell me you can do a reading. Mm. I mean, I have no problems calling yeah. people out. On it. Mm -hmm. I've done it. Virginia saw me do it. Mm. You know, uh, your average yeah. reader, what I, what I see is 70%, and I'll tell you what, my dog's at 50%, okay? Mm -hmm. Dogs really are they. We're at the 90, 95%, and that's, that's pretty high. Okay, you know, um, I need I need to get over here to the chat room here. Uh, Stuart Clark says hello, great guest. Thank you, Stuart. Um, Beverly Hall says, have any of you astral plane, astral travel? I did, yeah. I did. Uh, Missy Farmer yeah. Farner says, my mother-in-law always screams in his left ear. Uh, the first reading I had done by Virginia was her reading my picture, which is like psychometry, I would think. Yes. Uh, Cindy yeah. Mitch says, what an amazing team. And you know what, Cindy, they are. They're great. You should see them at work together. I just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. And, you know, sometimes it gives me yeah. goosebumps, you know what I mean, when I watch them to do it. Uh oh. You are really good at that, Johnny Beverly, with a little LOL on it. Um, and Sebastian Moran, who's my butt, he's from England. And uh, he said, great show tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Sebastian. I got two good oh, people. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. It means a lot to us. sweet comments. Yeah. Um, and yes, yes, Beverly, I did travel. Okay. I went on a journey one night when I was laying in bed. And I didn't know where I was going. I just knew my body was on the bed and I was gone. And as I traveled, I feel I traveled the universe. I went through bright lights. Uh, I went into a room with gold people that their mouths were moving. And there really was only one word said. And I, I came back, woke up. I, I know what I did. You know, I was there. I know what I did. The next morning, I had one person contact me to tell me that they were on the same journey, but they weren't with me. By the first day, by the end of the first day, there was two other people that came to me that were on the same journey. And every one of them I asked, none of them know each other. To this day, they don't know each other. What word was said? They told me it was the same word that I heard. I was the only one that knew all of them. Okay, so I was at a Bigfoot event at Beaver Creek, Ohio this year, met a man. He calls me up on the phone. He was a speaker there too. 35 years ago, he went on the same journey as we went on. And I asked the man, I said, what was the word you heard? He told me it was the same word and I won't reveal that word. So right there's three, four, five people I know that have done the same journey. Described everything to the T. And I and they all heard the same word, and nobody knows each other. That's a, that's the crazy part. None of, I'm the only one that knows all of them. They came to me with it, the story. 
And, and what's it mean? I'm not sure yet. We'll find out hopefully, you know, down the road or whatever. You know? But yes, I did travel one time. Well, thank you for sharing that. Okay, it is 8 o'clock. So that means it is break time. Okay, we will be back in two hours. And I'm going to want to talk to Johnny and Virginia a little bit more about Bigfoot and aliens and stuff like that. Um, so go get something to drink, go to the bathroom, do what you got to do. And I will see you back here in two minutes. Let me get the commercials going. Go ahead. <laughs> and there we go. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology. From 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips, and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future anthology. Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Welcome back to the second hour of Into the Night. I got my guests on, Virginia and Johnny. A um, couple announcements again, like I said in the first part, who missed it? Uh, October 31st here on UPRN Talk Radio. Um, we're in 105.3 uh, New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. Okay. And I also want to thank Carnation for sponsoring the second hour of my um, show tonight. So on October 31st is a Tuesday. So Halloween's on a Tuesday. That's usually my night. So that's why I have a special show tonight because it's covering for, you know, next next Tuesday. So, but on Halloween night, we're going to have all the hosts from all the shows on UPRN. And we're going to have like a little Halloween party. So if you're not doing that for the next Tuesday night, 
I do believe Joe said it started around 7, maybe till 10. Who knows? I don't know. Um, so in the second hour, um, Johnny, I want you, you know, give us a little background on you investigating Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, it started about seven years ago, eight years ago. Uh, we were riding down the road, and I actually saw one. And I couldn't—I couldn't figure out what I saw. It was twenty feet off the road. Okay. Uh, my wife was driving, and she didn't see it. And I couldn't even tell her what I saw because I couldn't speak. And then finally, we got down the road, like a half mile down the road. And I said, "Stop the truck!" It was the van, and stop the van. Okay. And she said, what, what's the matter? And I said, I, I just saw something back there. I don't know what it was. And anyway, it, it was a Bigfoot. Uh, so we come home. The next day, actually, she went to work on the same road, going the opposite direction, of course. And she saw one that was about four or five foot tall walking down a path on the mm -hmm. side of the road in the same area. So I, I, I always believed that there could be a Bigfoot because, you know, back in 69, whenever it came out with the movie and stuff, I was young and I was eight, nine years old, 10 years old, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, you started believing in it. Okay. But I always said it would have to be over in Washington state, Oregon, you know, places like that. Never in Pennsylvania. Ends up. I couldn't sleep. This thing came to me every night, right in my face like this and woke me up because I locked eyes with it whenever I saw it that day. Mm -hmm. And I was putting newspaper in to start a fire because I heat my house with wood. And there was about a group in Fayette County where I live. And so we went up and I told them what I saw. And I told them the bad part is when you have an experience like this, you can't, you call it, you can call the police, 911, whatever. They're going to laugh at you. If you have a doctor, they're going to put, they're going to give you a 72 hour lockdown. You know, you're going 302. They're going to put you right in the mental institution because this is normal. Because we're taught that this stuff doesn't, this is what I said earlier, we're taught that this stuff doesn't exist, right? So now yeah. I'm, I'm seeing this stuff and I start researching. A guy was delivering wood here and he was telling me, well, I heard, I heard something that sounded, I, heard, I don't know what it was, I think it was a Bigfoot. Ends up, we became friends. Uh, I started researching over there, started finding tracks, having another sighting, hearing them over there and other places too. And uh, finally I had a second sighting and it was about a hundred yards away, but I knew what it was I was seeing. And there was, there was always something spiritual about them to me because like they, they mess with electronics because there was a track found 20 feet in front of his tree stand where he had a tree camera the trail camera. And he was there the day before. There was a hundred and some pictures on it. And I said, I'm going to guarantee there's one or two that are going to be blacked out or something's going to be, we're going to have the best picture in the world. Even my wife were over there going through it as fast as they could. Two blacked out pictures back to back. And that thing was 20 feet in front, but in the same spot, every raccoon, every possum, every squirrel, every deer that walked past there, and even turkey were picked up on that camera. But there was two that were blacked out. And I hear this all the time, or they're blurry or whatever, but, you know, I, I 
for some reason with that and being who I am, as far as being able to read people, I've, I've actually had an advantage over other people because I can walk in a lot of times in the set of woods and I don't have to go any further. I can turn around and go back and find not going to find any evidence. I don't even have to worry about going in. I know I will find evidence in there if I go in. But I also know that if there's no evidence in there, I might as well go home. So I go home. Okay. So uh, what, kind of evidence, to... what kind of evidence do you look for? I mean, what's I, I look for trailways, trackways. I look for tracks. I've cast, I have 26 sets of tracks, 26 castings here from tracks from Bigfoots. Uh, I even tr did bear castings so that I could show the difference to the people between a bear and a Bigfoot because they say, well, how do you know it's not this or how do you know it's not that? Okay, so I, because we have bear in our area too. And uh, you learn, you, you learn, this is the way I do it. Things in nature do one thing, Bigfoot's do another, but everything that is done is not Bigfoot. A lot of it's nature. If I can't prove that a Bigfoot did it, then it's nature. Just like the one property I go to, they have nine burial mounds, Indian burial mounds. The only thing that has grown on these is moss. There's not a leaf on them. There's not a tree growing on them, not grass, just moss. These mounds, because California University actually went there to research them, are 4,000 years old. And the only thing that's grown on them is moss. And that's because moss was used because it's iodine mainly for all wounds and stuff. They claim that Bigfoot's taught the natives how to uh, medical stuff, how to use plants and stuff. And that's where I find, I find a lot of tracks around there. So I really feel, now this is my opinion, that everybody has their own opinion. You've got to keep an open mind. I feel that they actually make sure that those are clean and groomed. Like a garden, they tend to them. And they use them for medicinal purposes. Uh, I see stuff like that. I, they're known to be, they're supposedly known to be around like old cemeteries. Too. Bigfoots. Because you, you get a lot of reports about that too. Because I take a lot of reports from people and I, you know, I go out and investigate. Uh, I, I've never looked for, I've looked for hair, but, you know, finding a, a piece of hair somewhere is almost impossible. You know, I mean, in the woods. And I always tell everybody, you're not going to find one on a computer. Shut off your computer. Shut off YouTube and all that. Go out in the woods. At worst, you had a nice hike and got out to enjoy the, you know, the woods or whatever. Uh, I have done a lot of research with Bigfoot. I have walked a lot of miles. Okay, mm -hmm. me and my wife and me and other people. We'll never get to know exactly what they are because I when you start this, you think they're flesh and blood. Then after you really start to get into researching, you have to keep an open mind. They're not flesh and blood like a monkey or a bear or a human. There's like a spiritual side. Because they can go through portals, because I proved that in Beaver Creek, Ohio, this year. Okay. Uh, How did you, you prove that? How did how I that? prove it? How did I prove it? Yeah. When we when I was going there for two weeks before, I kept telling everybody there's a portal there. Everybody thought I was crazy. 
We got there. Everybody that walked on that in that campground, there was fifteen of us. I said, "There's a portal right up that lane, sixty feet on the right, right around sixty feet on the right." Well, a bunch of them walked up it. I didn't go up it. I never walked up that portal. I never walked up that trail. Okay. One kid comes there on Saturday night. He's well, he's not a kid. He's a younger guy, and he walks up to me. He says, "Hi, I'm Matt." I said, "Hi, Matt. I'm Johnny." He said, he looked at me again. I said, I'm Johnny. There's a portal right up that stretch. He's on a crutch because he had a knee replaced. And he only has one leg because the other leg was amputated. He hobbled up there. And the rest of us are all sitting around a campfire talking, you know, and stuff. Uh, eating and drinking and stuff. And uh, he comes back and almost picks me up out of a chair. Almost picked me up by my shoulder. I'm telling you, the guy's a big guy. But he almost... He almost Picked me all the way up out of He says, you got to hear us. He walked back there. He started talking to him. He found where I told him. He started talking to him. He got a grunt. Three wood knocks. On a recording. So now he's 150 feet away from us, actually. From where we were setting. We never heard any of it. He brings it back. Plays it. He said, I've only played for two people. Virginia's actually heard it, too. He yeah. let me hear it, and he took another guy that he that brought him there to the side to let him hear it, and he wouldn't play for the other people. Uh, and, of course, yeah, whenever I said, you know, that portal I told you people was back there, yeah. They, he just went back and recorded something. They all jumped up. They were going. They were, there were some YouTubers there and everything. They were all going to run back to record everything in Baller now, even though they had the same chance for two days now. Well, I told him, you just sit back down. That's his fine. Leave it there. So the next day I go to do, we go up and at Beaver Creek, you have a pancake breakfast and you do your uh, event. So a friend of mine that lives down there, 10 minutes from the park, she said, she's a psychic too. And her and her husband come to the pancake breakfast and I'm talking to her about it. And she says, and there's a horse trail that wraps around the campground, right? Because when we were sitting there, horses, people were riding horses around, you know? She said that they saw they walked there a lot because she said, I know there's a portal there somewhere, but I don't know where it is. I said, I know exactly where it is. And anyway, a horse comes running down a trail and almost runs over her and her husband with a Native American on it, painted out for war. The horse was painted, almost ran the lady over her and her husband. And she said, when we turned, it was gone. There was no, you know, it was a, it was a spirit. So she knew there was stuff up in there, right? Uh, but she didn't know where, so I helped her a little bit with that. But I, I get these stories all the time, Sean. People mm -hmm. call on me. You know, I, I told you the one about the truck just recently. Yeah. You um, know, yeah. I have a couple questions for you, too. Okay. Okay. One for Johnny and they, and one for Virginia and Johnny. Uh, Johnny, this is from Beverly Hall, LaGorga. She says, Johnny, have you ever heard of a Bigfoot in the Somerset area? And if you so, have you gone to check it out? Beverly, you know that I, I'm associated with a lot of researchers. And uh, there are sightings up in Somerset area. Okay. Uh, the one guy actually has a shop up there that he had one made up. And everybody goes up there to see this Bigfoot that he had made up. It was. It, it doesn't say it's a Bigfoot. You know, it's just a 
with the hair and everything, the taxidermy instead of form. But that, you know, this is all part of the Chestnut Ridges, which which is actually the hot spot. And the yeah. Chestnut Ridge, people yeah. don't understand it. It goes from West it goes from West Virginia all the way through Westmoreland County almost. Mm -hmm. It's a big area. And there's a lot of things that happen there between UFO sightings, different lights being seen, uh, Bigfoot sightings, ghost sightings. There's a lot of very interesting stuff that happens there, okay? Uh, I do have a, quite a few friends that are researchers that go that, that direction, you know, or go different places. I get a lot of people contacting me, too, that they, they can put report, reports from people, and we compare them and stuff like that. Uh, I've got to know some of the, what I, what I consider some of the best researchers there are out there even in the state of Ohio and stuff like that. I deal with people that go out and research. I don't deal with people that just write books and go on the internet. But that doesn't help me. Okay? Anybody can look on the internet and find something, but it's not your it's not your evidence. You go out and find it yourself. You earn it. It's just like with doing readings. We earned this chance to be on this show with you tonight. We earned it. We paid our dues. That's the way I feel about it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, um, Virginia. What would have you ever seen a Bigfoot, Virginia? And if you did or if you didn't, what would you do if you ran into one? I've I've never seen a Bigfoot. No, <laughs> I've seen little feet, but not big feet. No, not <laughs> Bigfoot. Uh, just kidding. But no, I I have never had the pleasure of seeing a Bigfoot. If I saw one. Um, I don't really know what I would do. Honestly, I don't really know. I probably would be stunned. You, know? you would call um, Johnny, right? You'd call Johnny. I, I, I think I would be standing there in shock, and I probably would not move. Um, you know, I, mm -hmm. from what I'm hearing, some of them are just really big. I mean, really, so talk about Bigfoot. They are really, some of them are, are tremendous, are big. And, um, you know, that's an incredible sight to see something like that. My friend Mandy. I would imagine myself being in shock. <laughs> yeah, all you do is call Josh. Johnny Freeman. He'd be up there in a heartbeat trying to tell you know find that Bigfoot, and they, he'd <laughs> yeah, probably man. go and he'd probably go and wrestle it in his kilt. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, my kilt. I didn't have to wear it today because I didn't go to the witch festival. Um, uh, my uh, friend Mandy, my Mandy, she's out of South Carolina, North Carolina. She wants to know, have any one of you seen or heard about the lizard two feet walking animal in North Carolina? I haven't, Mandy. Okay, have Mandy. Mandy, I, I didn't hear about North Carolina. I've heard about it in, in a lot of different states, okay? I actually saw castings that, a, a, that I know that a person made, and they came from West Virginia by the Ohio River. Okay, it was, you know, inline walking tracks. They had they found a trackway. They were actually looking for Bigfoot and run across lizard tracks. Okay, there's a about the Mon Monongahela River. There's a legend of that a lizard man there. Uh, a woman down in the swamp, Dana Hollickfield, her grandfather actually had video movies. It wasn't videos of Bigfoots. And plus he also, the tracks that he collected in the swamp 
a lot of them were from reptilians or lizards that were up on two feet. Okay. Uh, very good person. I've talked to her quite a few times. When she was when she was a little girl, her grandfather would go out hunting and he would take he got her got him goats to play with, they thought. He took them out and used them for bait to try to learn Bigfoots and everything else, and then he took movies of it. And they found the movies uh, four or five years after he passed. They didn't even know he was doing this stuff. And there was actually alleged Bigfoots on it, I'll put it that way, because they, to me, they look like it, but that doesn't mean they were. You know, I mean, because there's so many people out there that hoax stuff, and that's a shame because that's what ruins the community. Uh, you know, but yes, I've heard about the lizard tracks. Uh, I can I can probably find somebody to talk to you about it, Amanda, because uh, I do have a friend Mandy. that's down that way. That was Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Yeah, okay. Do me a favor, send me that name to me, Johnny, and I will relate it. I'll get it to uh, Mandy down in North okay. Carolina. Um, right, yes. Beverly Hall, well, Gorgo says. Uh, my family and I were camping in the Somerset area, and we were in the campground alone. We knew something was outside the camper, but we got up and left, didn't stick around. Her hair stood up on the back of their necks. Um, Muddy Waters, uh, she says, hey, everyone, late to the show. She was lost in the woods all day. Um, nice say, to see you, buddy. Okay, and Beverly comes back with another question. Virginia, have you ever gone out on an investigation with Johnny? I have not. I have wanted to. Um, I have really, you know, missed out on a lot. When he went to that Bigfoot event, I wanted to go so bad. I just, I had so much going on in my own personal life that I was not able to attend that. But I absolutely wanted to be there um i do plan on doing things like that in the future um for sure i do want to uh i'm i have i'm very interested in with the bigfoot and uh and these other events and um and that alien event what was the name of that alien event Kexburg. Um, that you went to Kexburg. Oh, Kexburg. 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 yeah i was I got interested in going Kexburg, to that as well. but i won't share it tonight yeah <laughs> I'm interested um, definitely in, in doing that for sure. That's well, that's on my me, list of things and, to do. Me and Beverly never went on a Bigfoot investigation. I met Beverly and I showed her a picture that I had on my phone about two missing people. And the next day we talked and we became friends that way, okay? I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh that's how we became friends. And she said to me, I would love to work a case with you. I said, well, next time I get a case, you know, in your area or whatever. I didn't even know where Beverly lived. I knew she was over in Mount Pleasant area, Westmoreland County. So I get contacted about a missing person case, which ended up, it was a murder case, and I saw it immediately. So I figured, hey, Beverly wanted to work a case. She's a psychic, too. Boom, I get hold of Beverly. So we go over there, and we do this case. And the woman says, do you want to go back to the house? I I guess so, you know. Ends up, the house is almost directly across from Beverly's across the parking lot. And they these people were doing a lot of lying, but it ended up because the man was on drugs 
it was like they found his body and it was just, you know, we don't care. That's where the police were. But the, actually, the person that I said it all along murdered him, they picked him up two or three days after they found the body, maybe a week, something within a week, and they put him in jail for something else. So at least he's off the street for 15 years. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, in the state of Pennsylvania, if you murder somebody, it's going to be pleaded down to 10 to 15 years, you know? You know, and that, and so justice was done anyway. But it was funny, the person I said, whenever it was Saturday when I went for the thing, the day before he went to the VA because he was a veteran, well, he got put in detox and nobody was allowed to talk to him for 90 days. You know, one of those deals. Because the police weren't allowed to investigate him. The police didn't really care to investigate because it was a man on drugs and he had a very bad drug problem. But it was like, this is your job. And they don't care. They really don't. A lot of policemen don't care. That's, no, a, that's the point I got. Uh, Muddy Wad says, Johnny, we need to take Virginia to Beaver Creek. I yes. told her she can. <laughs> yes. I told her she, said she wants to go. We're actually go. trying to set. Go. We're actually trying to set up a uh, another camp out there in May, Muddy, and it's going to be by invitation only. And you know, for for that same campground we were at. Uh, Every day we had some type of paranormal experience there. We were there from Friday till Sunday. And everybody at the campground experienced something. I'm not going to say it was Bigfoot. Just strange stuff that was paranormal that happened to each single, every person that was there. Uh, yeah. It, it yeah. does, you know, it, it and, and Bigfoot to me is actually spiritual too. So, you know, uh, part spirit or whatever. So it all falls into place to me whenever I hear these stories, whenever I'm with people. And I, like Matt, the one that recorded that, he went down to get a battery for somebody's cell phone because there's no power at this campground out of his car. And then he got out. We had millions of lightning, uh, lightning bugs around us. And I said, that, I said, I brought it up there where I says, I've never seen this many lightning bugs and they're supposed to be on the endangered list. Well, Matt goes down to get this battery, which I didn't know he was doing. And he was down there, and he actually filmed them because he called his wife when he was getting the battery out of the car because he was away from everybody. He was down by the creek in the parking lot. And he said, I've never seen anything like this. He videoed it. There was millions. The ground was even lit up. There was that many lightning bugs around it. And they're supposed mm -hmm. to be on an endangered list. That's and incredible. whenever he went down there, they left us and went down over the hill with him to go to the parking. You know, why did they do it? I can't answer that. But, I mean, it was like another That's thing, strange cool. thing that happened. You know? All right, yeah. Muddy, Muddy, Muddy Wad says, um, what's she say here? Virginia, get your camo <laughs> gear out. Bigfoot get is my down camo there. Gear out. Yeah. yeah. Been going there. All you need is the bibs. All you need is bibs. Put on a set of bibs, I'll come to you. We could push Johnny in the portal. <laughs> we could push no, him no. in the portal. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Beverly Hall says, uh, do you, you believe first, that Bigfoot could go invisible or just disappear into the portal? My opinion, they go into the portal. And I'm glad you asked that question, Beverly, because I'm going to ask the question to Johnny. Um, and all my studies of Bigfoot or all the big main people that I've had on on my shows and back at Chasing Prophecy, um, they claim that the UFO and the Bigfoot work together, okay? And that whenever there's okay. a Bigfoot sighting, 
there's a ton of UFO activity. And for some reason, they pop into the uh, the portal whenever the UFOs are on. Okay. Are they, are they connected? I, from what I've heard, okay, because I can't, you know, I can't say 100% that it's true. There are a lot of sightings that happen, you know, or the same time that there's UFOs in an area. Okay. As far, you know, they somebody saw a Bigfoot or whatever, and that evening they saw a UFO. Now the big thing is orbs. They're seeing these orbs going through woods. And, and I know a guy from Ohio that actually videoed him, the orbs, and sent them to me. Mm-hmm. Going through the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were, I would say, in my opinion, a little bit bigger than a basketball. But they were. there was no reason for this to happen. You know, uh, where did it come from? What was it? And then the Bigfoots were around. Okay. Is, are they traveling that way? I can't say. He feels they are. Uh, other, you know, I mean, other people say they travel on, uh, UFOs. I never thought that I would say that I, I did see one picture. Well, actually two pictures now of them going through a portal that they were actually like, remember on Star Trek, the machine where they went and they moved, they would send them someplace else. Like it was like blurred real bad, like digital. I've seen two pictures like that now. And um, okay. I'm not saying that that was a portal. I'm just saying that this is what these people claimed it was. Okay. okay. Uh, I, have an, I have another question for you. Okay. Is big? This is from Kason Lee. He's over there. I want to say, oh, I know where he's from. He's from a, an island. He's a good dude, man. He comes and listens to the show all the time. Uh, he goes, is Bigfoot and the abominable snowman are the same? Question mark. Every continent has some type of Bigfoot scripted type animal or creature. It's a creature. Uh, in Vietnam, they ran across the rock ape, they claimed. They were five foot high, like Bigfoot type deals. In Vietnam, many soldiers have saw them. I've seen them. They don't exist, they claim. But every country, every continent has some type of uh, cryptid that's like a Bigfoot or close to a Bigfoot. They just call it something else. Russia's had them for years. They, you know, they claim. Okay? Just like we claim here we have them. Because they won't let it become a species. Because if you let something become a species, think about a little owl in the logging industry, they're not allowed to take within so many hundreds of acres around that tree that has a, a nest, okay, to make sure that they can keep breeding, okay? You're not allowed to go through certain places with gas lines, water lines, you know, oil lines. So now we have to put this property all away for Bigfoot. So the government will never let it happen because there's too many billions of dollars that would be lost if it became a species, okay? And all the DNA that's been worked up on it so far that I've read about and heard about, it always has human and a primate, okay? Yeah, I heard that a lot too. Okay, and the first thing they say is that they're, you contaminated it, okay? Because that's where the humans come from. But it's not your human DNA in there. It's mixed in with the primate. 
I will say this. The three that I saw did not look like apes. They looked more like human faces. The second one I saw, Sean, it was like grayish through here, like a pale gray, and it had almost a human nose. The first one had more of a ape nose, a flatter nose, and it was like mm -hmm. black leather, this part of their face. It was like black leather. Okay. But it okay. still did not look like an ape. It looked more like a human to me. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so there is possibility that this is an ancient, you know, some people say it's ancient uh, civilization. Okay, I don't know what it is. I keep an open mind because I don't know. And I'll probably Stuart, never know. Stuart Clark says, look like Native American face to me. That's what Stuart said. Um, I, I, I can go with that. Yes, yeah, Stuart, I can go with that. You know, uh, um, Stuart's a good researcher. I, I, I'm, I'm so blessed to know you all, to be honest with you. And um, now, okay, now we're getting close to, because uh, I like to close the show off at uh, one, you know, an hour and 10 minutes. And I still have a, my people are waiting for my little, my readings, okay? I usually do my spread. You know, you guys see yeah. the animal spread. Um, I'm going to throw this question out to the both of you. Um, do you believe in the little people? Leprechauns, fairies, fays, trolls, gnomes. I've seen gnomes. pictures. I also know very, very well-known researchers that actually have seen little people. They call them little force people. Yep. Uh, yep. One's from Canada that she's found, actually, you could see little sandal tracks about that big. It's little sandal prints in the dirt that she's actually cast. Mm -hmm. I took pictures of them. I have a girl from New York. from uh, Ooh, Virginia? No, 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 no. We're talking upland New York. <laughs> uh, I did a reading for her, and we started talking about things, and she said, and she lives on a farm, and she says, on our farm, we have a little force people. And I said, okay. So we start talking. And she described the same thing that this other woman described to me. About eight, in, eight to ten inches high. And they will only come out if they're comfortable around you. And some of them are very mean, she said. This is what this girl said. Some of them can be very mean. They'll pick that. They'll bother you. If you leave a tractor out there, they'll bother the tractor. You know, I don't know. If they do or they don't. But this is what she told me. I can only go by what she told me. The other woman said no, they never you know, they're they're really good. Uh, you know, but the other woman I know is also a very well known Bigfoot researcher and cryptid researcher. Okay. Who's right, who's wrong? I can't answer that. Mm. I can just tell you what they both told me. Okay. I've never How seen them. Good. I've seen fairies though. I've seen fairies here. Uh, the one night, the one morning, my wife said, I see something flying around the bedroom. And I contacted Jean because Jean does, Jean that was on a show a little while ago asking questions. She does a lot of work with angels. That's why I said I'm always around gifted people. And a lot of these people, it appears, that come in here uh, know me in Virginia. Okay. And they're, yeah. they're supporting you too, Sean. But mm -hmm. she says, she told my wife all about the angels. 
that are around her. And I saw them outside. My wife has seen them outside around our house. What I saw was definitely a fairy. My wife has seen fairies outside, but uh, my wife really believes Gina, the one that was in our bedroom flying around, because my wife has cancer. And the one that was flying around in there was an angel. She really believes that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, that's somebody you should think about. Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Virginia. Go ahead. That's okay. I, I no, did go experience ahead. Uh, one time when I, um, after doing a reading for someone, I was doing a reading for this man in South Africa. And um, it was a very emotional reading. And uh, it, it was it was beautiful, you know, the reading that I did for him. And everything was on point. And uh, he was so grateful and thankful for the reading. And when it was done... I went to take a shower and uh, what I experienced, what I felt like I was seeing was like little fairies. I was like, oh my God, what is it that I'm seeing? I mean, I, I can't describe, I can only tell you what I, I, re- I remember this. I was a shower. Remember when I told you that? that I, oh yeah, you know, she I came to me with it and it was like, was okay. Like, um, <laughs> like uh, fairy dust, it's, it's, it's a good way to explain it. It's like, it looked like fairy dust. Uh, like little sparkles of light flying around mm-hmm. and I was in awe. I was really in awe of what I was seeing. I actually was taken back in the shower and saying, I can't believe what it is that I'm seeing. It was all around the shower. And I said, wow, this is just mind blowing what it is that I'm seeing here. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was beautiful. And um, the next time I spoke to uh, the man that I did the reading for, I said, after I did this reading for you, I, I had this uh, amazing experience in the shower, you know, and what I was seeing uh, to me, I, the only way I could describe it is I felt that I was seeing fairies, you know, I, I really did experience something like that. I never saw it again. It was the one and only time that I saw anything like that, but I do believe that uh, fairies do exist. You know, and I believe that what I saw was uh, I had a spiritual experience in the shower of all places. Go sleep. You know? No, that's cold as hell. That's that's Could happen sweet. Anywhere. Okay, Could happen I got to get here to the comments here. Kason Lee says thank you, Johnny and me, Sean and Johnny. So he's thanking you. Uh, Amanda you. Lynn Ray says I do believe little people. I think there is truth in every legend or myth. Um. Amanda, you know, Stewart said, me too. And Amanda, exactly. Every story comes from truth. Uh, money, money, waters. Why do I say waters? It's muddy wise. I, I, I don't know. Johnny will correct me after the show tonight, but I've yep. seen things in orbs, but never sure what some sometimes look like wings. Oh, wow. Okay. I would like to share my um, story on fairies. And then um, we'll finish up with, you sure. know, talking about your show and, and your readings and, and where we're at. Because I really want hopefully get you guys out there tonight. They are, um, they have a great show. They have a good room. But I, my son, when I got a divorce, my son came over. I was living over in an apartment over in Pleasant Hills. And um, they... This apartment um, complex that I was in, they actually put out um, gardens, you know, uh, plants, fruit, I mean, whatever. They just planted something. So once it was in the spring, it was like around April, beginning of April, um, my son wanted to go out to the garden. 
And so we went and we sat there. It was about dusk. And uh, all of a sudden, we started to see these little lights flicker. You know what I mean? Just looking around like that. And I'm like, the hell's that? You know, I was like, this is crazy. My son was so, so in tune with these lights. You know what I mean? So the next morning, we went back out in the garden. And guess what we saw there? Right where the lights were? Um, a fairy ring. A perfectly circle mushroom ring. Yes. And I was like, wow. Yes. It, wow. I, I got, I got chills. It, it was crazy, man. It was. Okay. Um, we're getting pretty close to the end of the show. Now, Johnny, Virginia, please talk about your show. Talk about what you want to do. What in you're on. I mean, this is your this is for you. It's all yours. Go ahead, it's Virginia. <laughs> you know how to talk. Well, you know how to talk to you. Well, well, we do readings together. We work together, and uh, you know we we um, really enjoy working together and helping people. And if anybody's interested in a reading, you know they could, you know, contact us for sure. We're on Facebook, and and we have our uh, own reading room. Right now, it's private, but you know. Um, they could certainly find us on Facebook. We're easy to find. Yes. And, um, uh, send one. Of, send them one of us a friend's request with a message that yeah. you met us yeah. on this show, and that you'd like to be in our room, and we'll do what we can to get you in the room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we do, our room uh, we is. Go ahead. John. Our room's run a little ahead, bit John. different than a lot of people's because I, I say that we're a family and we travel as a family. And uh, we've, I showed that to Sean when we were here this week and everything that uh, earlier with his shows, every time we come in, we bring more people from our room because we support Sean. He supports our group by asking us on here tonight. Uh, we're on Facebook, either my name or Virginia's name. Uh, I don't have any of my cards with me now or else I'd try to post one right now in here, but I wouldn't be able to. I'll, I'll make sure Sean sees one of our cards that has our name on it, our phone numbers uh, to get a hold of us. Uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to get our room to grow so we, we can help more people, you know. And in the same token, it's a safe place where no one's going to come in and bother you. No one's going to judge you. And it, it's amazing the way people start working together. Okay. Yeah, we we uh, do free many readings in the group. We do free many readings, but if yes. if people if somebody wanted a a private reading, they can contact us for a private paid yes. reading. So they Even don't if they don't want to know, you know, if they want to have privacy. Absolutely, contact us. We will work with you privately, and we read people together. You know, it, it's a unique sure. experience because. They have two psychics, so it's not just one, it's two. And a lot of times I will pick up on something that's, you know, Johnny, we, it's kind of like we have like puzzle pieces like this, <laughs> you know, he'll pick up on something and I'll pick up on something. And uh, we really sure. work very well together. There's been a lot of times where I've picked up on health issues with people and uh, I've told them, I see this and I see that. That happens to me all the time. Right, Johnny? <laughs> all the time. Yes, that happens. It, 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 there's always something that comes up that even makes us say, wow. 
whether it's in a live in our room or a live, you know, doing a uh, reading with a private reading with somebody, it, there's times that it just says, wow, because it's so amazing what we see or feel, you know, and how we get it. Uh, uh, Cindy, Cindy Mitch says, Cindy Mitch, if you want to copy your name down, she definitely wants to check out the room. Great. Okay, that's that's great. fine. Yeah. That's great. Get a hold of one of us and we'll, we'll invite you into it. Yep, There's okay. actually yep. the videos of the lives we've done are all posted there. Uh, and, and believe it or not, we do put a lot of time into it. And you'll see from the first ones we did till now, we've improved so much because we want to make it a more pleasurable experience for the people that come in the room and plus for ourselves. We want to be the best we can be. So we do yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. behind the scenes to try to make it better for everybody. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kason says, I'm going through some tough times. I'll check out the Facebook group. Amanda says, yes, and I can't wait to be able to do a personal reading with them myself. Yeah. Money, Money Wad says, Johnny, don't know why you didn't go to event. Hope your outfit was still is still put to good use. Virginia and Johnny are an awesome team. And uh, Amanda says they are awesome. Virginia, oh, thank you Johnny. Guys so much. That's very sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you, much everybody. For coming on tonight. Thank you really guys for coming on that. tonight. Hey, thank you, Sean, for inviting oh, us on your show. Yes. Uh, okay, it, go it do your card thing, bud. All right. It was a very interesting, and I want to thank you again. Oh, uh, Kason wants to know the name of the group real quick. It's Seeing Through the Veil. Seeing Through the Veil. I'll, I'll, let me type that in right now, buddy. Oh, Seeing Through the Veil. Yeah, I, right. I can't. <laughs> Seeing Through the Veil. Um, okay. Seeing, I'm putting it in now. Seeing okay. through the veil. Okay. All right. I'm putting it up and it's going to go into everywhere we're at. Seeing through the veil. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so much, Virginia, Johnny. Um, I'm so grateful you guys are in my life. Um, all the people that you have brought into my life, I'm just very grateful for it. Um, I would uh, like to get pleasure. you on and I want to get you all in November and maybe we can do a, meet, a show where psychic readings for people. Um, yes. That, that yes. would be pretty cool. Amanda says, thanks, Sean, Johnny, and Virginia. You all do so awesome. Love you. Love your show, Sean. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate those oh, kind sweet. words. So um, I'm going to put you in the green room. You can check out if you want, but um, you don't have to. You can stay in the green room and we can chat after the show, okay? That's, That's fine. We can do that. Okay. You know, okay. I'm going to run out and have a cigarette, though. All right. Yeah, we'll I, made, I made it this long without a cigarette, so I'm going to go have a cigarette. I'm impressed. Okay. Um, All right. Okay, everybody. That was an awesome show tonight. Uh, like I said, they are, they're, they're beautiful people. They're, they're very good. Um, I am I, I don't know. I, I just get real excited and I, I just feel it's a good feel. You know, it's a good feeling that they're around. Um, so it's that time of the 
time of the show, you know, getting pretty close to the end of it. And I'm going to draw my reading, my cards. And as you all know, everyone knows that um, I work, I use the animal medicine cards. And I'm trying to find somebody to get on a show here and talk about how animal totems really work. But I think they're really interesting. So I'm going to do is draw the three cards. The first card I'm going to draw will be your past. The second one um, that I'm going to draw will be the animal for right where you're at right now. And the third one is going to be um, your future card. You know, fortune. Yeah, me too, Amanda. Honestly, Pete. Yes, I'm like, I, I'm searching for somebody. So remember, write these down. The first one's your past. Uh, the second one is the now. And the third one's the future. And after it's written down, after the show tonight, Google um, the animals that I pull, okay, um, and 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 just look up their spiritual meanings for you, the totem reading. So the first card I put up, oh, it's blank. Check that out. It's a blank and that's a blank. I don't, uh, I guess you're, we'll go with another one. Let's see. Okay. The first one is a raccoon. The raccoon. So that is your past card, the raccoon. The second one, ooh, the in the now is the bear. Okay, that that's the card for you now. Thank you, uh, Missy, for for that compliment. Uh, what a great show! And the future card, the third card is the otter okay um so you got the raccoon as your past let me write these down then you got the bear for the now and the otter for the future so again you know just go and google those cards those animals names and find out what their totems is um uh want to thank everybody uh, for um, coming in on my special show tonight. Uh, this Tuesday, I will have another show, and I'll have my friend Maximum, Maxim Purick, and he's an author. Um, I had him on when he first came out with his first book, Cool Region Hoodoo, okay? But he just came out with a second book, and um, it's Flying Saucer. Uh, I really Esther Toshin, something like that. So if you're not doing, doing nothing on Tuesday night, please come at 8 o'clock p.m. Tuesday night uh, into the night and uh, from 8 to 10. And I mean, the guy's the guy's a very good author. He, he, he does a lot of good stuff. Don't forget, October 31st, next Tuesday, Halloween night, we're going to have a party here with all the hosts of the show. Okay. Um, and children, please, if you can, seriously, children, if you can, um, go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And parents, please go to your children, 
give them a hug and tell them that you love them. If you don't have no children, if you have no parents around, find somebody and give them a hug. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Sebastian. Um, find somebody and give them a hug. If you see somebody struggling because it is coming up on uh, the holiday season, find somebody. If you see somebody that's hurting, you know, just go sit with them. You don't have to talk to them. Just sit with them and just, like, you know, acknowledge that you're there. And because I know what it's like being alone during the holidays, and I know how depressed I can get, you know, a long time ago. And for me, with somebody just sitting beside me or saying hello to me, acknowledging me, okay, that I'm a human being. It really, really took it out of my depression for that day. So if you see somebody hurt, and please give them a hug. And on that note, thank you for stopping by. Have a good night and happy hunting. And oh, not yet. We can't do that yet. And see you next this Tuesday coming up. All righty, all righty, Aphrodite. There we go.